Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to spend our time again in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. This will eventually take us into Matthew chapter 7, so this sermon by Jesus is going to be our norm for several weeks to come. There's a lot here. Well, today, Jesus begins exposing the hypocrisy in the hearts of the Pharisees. And as he does, he exposes the same hypocrisy in my own heart. And if you're going to be honest, yours too. Just as Jesus knew that his audience was quite familiar with the commandment, you shall not murder, I know you are familiar with it too. Now it's likely that 99 to 100% of you have never committed murder. So we can just move on, right? Nothing more for us to look at here. Well, that was the attitude of the religious people of Jesus' day too. But Jesus recognized a problem with that attitude. It's too shallow. It doesn't grasp the nature of murder that resides in our own hearts, even if we never come close to committing it outright. I can imagine as Jesus spoke, hundreds of proud eyes around him that thought they had this commandment nailed opened wide as they understood, and mouths quietly uttering, Oh, and that understanding that in their hearts, in my heart, resides a murder problem. What's the answer to this problem? Here is today's piece of the sermon entitled, Are You a Murderer? The problem with your anger is not that other person. The problem with your anger is you. You can't control what people do around you. Even stupid people. Even mean people. Even irresponsible people. Even drunk people. Even vicious people. But you can and you must always control your response to those things because it's your heart where you have to deal with the Lord. Now, I should probably explain the phrase at the end of that verse. If you go all the way, you're, you're guilty enough for the fiery hell. You should probably explain that phrase. That, that's a translation of the Greek word Gehenna, which is a translation of the Hebrew that means Valley of Hinnom or the land of, of Hinnom. The, the Valley of Hinnom was a, a valley outside the southwest wall of Jerusalem. Looks quite nice now, but it used to be a lot steeper valley. It's been filled up by a lot of stuff that was there for a long time. Tradition says that that was the place where the fire worship of the false god Molech. You read in the Old Testament about offering children, sacrificing children to, uh, to Molech. That's probably where it took place. That was introduced by King Ahaz in Judah. Not a good king by any means. After King Josiah came along and purged those things, you can read that good chapter in 2 Kings chapter 23, then the valley of Hinnom or Gehenna became the garbage dump for Israel. It was the place where even the bodies of executed criminals were dumped 
rather than buried. It was the place where the the blood of all the sacrifices was drained. You can imagine what a disgusting place it was. Well, and to make it worse, or sort of make it better, there was a constant fire that burned there to get rid of the waste. It It was such a nasty place that that expression, Gehenna, became a metaphor for eternal torment. It's used in the New Testament, and especially by Jesus here, as a synonym for the lake of fire. We just generally use the word hell. So what's Jesus saying? The sin of murder is nothing less, nothing more than the continuation of the sin of anger. And if you commit that sin, what do you deserve? Well, you have offended eternal God. You therefore deserve eternal punishment. The first example used by Jesus to explain what he means about surpassing righteousness makes one strong point. Anger is essentially the same sin as murder. Therefore, righteousness demands that you deal with anger in your heart, not just the outward expressions of it. All right, that's the issue of anger. Now Jesus talks about some implications, verses 23 through 26. That's sort of examples of how to apply verses 21 and 22. Verse 23, he says, Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you. We'll stop there. We'll finish the sentence in a moment. The word therefore means, here's the logical conclusion. That's why I don't take 21 and 22 as one example, and then 23 through 26 is another one. They're, they're, they're very connected. If anger is a sin, therefore you must deal with the issues before they turn into an expression of anger. It's the only proper way for a child of God to act, is to deal with it in the heart. It says, if you're presenting your offer, offering at the altar, well, in that culture, that would refer to any kind of offering that a person might bring any worshiper any day to any priest in the, uh, in the inner court of the temple. Now, you can say, oh, good, this passage doesn't apply to me. I didn't, I didn't bring an animal to sacrifice today. Well, no, it, do, it doesn't directly apply to you. We don't have an altar here, but the principle is there. He's teaching you about the morality behind the sixth commandment. For us, that would be um, if you're headed down the road to your Bible study, if you're headed down the road to church, or you arrive in one of those places, and you begin to go about your business there, and you remember that someone has something against you, you better do something about it. And would you notice he switches here? He said, anyone who is angry with his brother, that's generic, that's third person in verses 21 and 22. Now he says, therefore, you, if you are presenting your offering and you remember somebody has something against you, you need to deal with it. This applies to, to you, to me, to all of us who are murderers at heart. Now, against you means that you realize there's a breach. You realize somebody has something against you. You've, you've done something wrong. Maybe you're harboring anger 
in your heart. But you realize there's something that's broken and it isn't fixed. Therefore, if you're presenting your offering at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, verse 24, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, then come and present your offering. He says, leave, leave it there and go. Those are, those are commands. If you continue to go through the outward motions of worship, when you know you haven't dealt with a sin, especially in this context, a breached relationship, a damaged relationship with someone, if you go through with worship with that aware, that, with that made aware to you in your heart, that's hypocrisy. To worship in that state is worse than a waste of time. But um, don't think you can just get away with something here because you say, oh, ah, somebody's mad at me, so I can't worship for the next 19 weeks. No, leave, and then would you notice, first be reconciled, of first priority, the instant you realize that there is something that somebody has against you and you haven't done all you can to fix it, that's Romans twelve eighteen. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. The first thing to do when you know that is drop your offering there, go, be reconciled, come back and bring your offering. You can apply that in your, in your life. It's a statement of priority. Leave it there, go, be reconciled. And then he reinforces it in verses 25 and 26. He says, Make friends quickly with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way, so that your opponent may not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you be thrown in prison. He's talking about making friends, uh, show goodwill to gain goodwill. The, The opponent at law here would be some kind of an injured party, similar to the brother in verse 24. Whoever it is, it doesn't matter. It's a very generic expression. In this example, he's talking about a creditor. In that culture, if you were delinquent in payment and the person you owed something to spots you on the street, they can basically do a citizen's arrest, take you by the arm and say, we're going to see the judge. And he says, my friend, that's the time to start dealing with it. Make friends with your opponent quickly on the way. He could take you and, and demand immediate pro- prosecution. He would take you to the, to the judge, and then the judge, if you hadn't settled it by the time you got before the judge, the judge would apply the law as he saw fit, and then he would deliver you to the officer of the court, that's the enforcer, that's the jailer, if you will, and you are going to pay according to the requirements of the law. So what, he, what he's teaching is... You find out something's wrong, fix it. Don't put it off. Don't wait. Don't ignore it. Don't rationalize it. Don't be that person. Verse 26, truly I say to you, you will not come out of there. Where? Well, the prison. You will not come out of there until you've paid up the last cent. Prison here equals fiery hell of a couple of verses ago. He's he's using this as an illustration of the eternal consequences of unforgiven sin, unresolved conflict. 
And the idea is if you don't resolve your problems on the simplest level, person to person, you could wind up with the worst punishment. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.